Hi, dear listeners. Today is the last day of the Geneva Forum in United Nations. I have the privilege to be part of it, and I would like to share with you my ideas of what means SDG 5 gender equality and the new challenge that we are facing. I would like to address SDG 5 differently from the others SDGs, uh, not because they are not connected, because uh, an holistic approach of a whole SDGs is absolutely key, but because uh, the process to get into equality is absolutely different from the, the process in terms of nature that we could see in other goals, for example, poverty. Reduction of poverty, we will see that the results will be equal for any nation. They will be reduction in terms of rate, less people in poverty situation. However, on equality, we are talking of philosophy. It's a different philosophy that we are addressing with equality. That means that the process will be different and also the results even in one century, that is that is the the average of years that it will take for the world to get into real equality, will be different from one country to the other one. If we see it through the lenses of religion or through the lenses of political ideology, it will be diverse. Political ideology means that, for example, for left-wing or right-wing, it will be at different results. For example, in the case of uh, the left wing, it would be the state, a powerful state that creates more institutions, more investments, and is the main leader. The main leader also on perception. The guy that is leading uh, the state to get into equality, it's that is the state. The state is the only actor that is telling us, the others, where we have to go through. So this is different from the right wing that makes of individual freedom part of that processes. Creating a superpower for a state for equality would make sense on a left-wing government, but not for a right-wing ideology. No, because a government, and that is the other point of failure, we have five years of a government that then, if it's left-wing and then it changes to a right-wing, they change completely what is that process to get into equality. So, so you see how many, how many aspects of vulnerability we could see in, in that process if we left the state to be the main actor. A powerful state or not a powerful state um, doesn't matter if the center is a civil society. If we change the leadership, it doesn't matter which is the, the government in power. But now it's really important because all the leadership, all this panopticon, rely on political leadership and global institutions, and the civil society only hold these representatives of the civil society. All of them in that panopticon that is surrounded by citizens. So they are them who are observing the citizens 
and not the other way around. That is my proposal, to go into equality from a different angle, from a starting from the citizens, from initiatives from the citizen, and not really representative of the civil society, but the civil society in essence. That will make us truly resilient and making the global institu institutions or the political leaders just facilitators of that process. In fact, this is what happened here in the Geneva Forum, that we see that the role of the United Nations is a facilitator, is a host that allows different initiatives from the citizens, from different institutions. In, in fact, it, they add one absolutely important element that is young generation. We have heard the presentations, amazing really, from, from the young generation that they are the owners for the future. So, so we really need to have them on board. So let's see, these lenses, these ideological lenses are not only about political ideology, it's also a matter of purity in terms of ideology because it also includes religion. Ideology is that, it's a philosophy of living political or and also religious so we would never be equal or we have only one SDGs if we are thinking on Muslim countries and Christian countries and we are expecting to have just one goal well we could have one principle we could have one goal in terms of human rights in, in that sense, we could have a framework, not really all what means implementation on equality. That's why, and you would see um, the following presentation that, that I delivered yesterday uh, in United Nations, you will see that uh, I explore the different countries and the different ideas of what means successful or not. What means a successful model of gender equality? For example, in Spain, there is more than 43% the political sector representatives in the parliament by women, while in Japan, there is they don't get to the 10%. So, so what is really the importance? The quotas in the business sector, in the, in the political sector, I think that we need to start from that. The present in the political sector, at least, it lets us know that the women are in the decision-making processes. It's important that the state don't change that role of being a facilitator, but not the only actor. So once we have women inside the parliament, in a quota that is reasonable, even if they don't get the 50%, but on a reasonable, almost 50%, we could see that they are in the decision-making process. But then the rest of the, the leadership have to come from the civil society. So that is a complete change of mindset, a new panopticon of seeing, of addressing, what means SDG 5. We are in a stage where we are just seeing, we are looking at what means SDGs on a very idealistic way. But in terms of implementation, we are not seeing the reality and sometimes could be frustrated to see it, but the reality is that we are not moving forward to Agenda 2030 if we are seeing only that side that uh, ideological side of, of equality. If we get into equality, respecting diversity, respecting the diversity of each country, it could be faster. 
it will be lighter. And that is the role that we hold. And that is the, the role that they need to play the global institutions, to be humble enough to realize that uh, we are not moving forward if they are not changing the system. And to change the system means not to remove the global institution, but to reform. Countries as US or, or, or others that have that have withdrawn from the global institutions, I, I don't really uh, agree with that. Even if I think that they are not delivering, we need to help them to do that because it's challenging times and we, and we, are, we need to test each of us individually, not just to make responsible one, only one. Uh, the reality from the second war when they was creating United Nations is not what we are living right now. Even that, the philosophy is the same. So to move forward, we need to create these, these scenarios as the Geneva Forum, in which we, we see that the roles start changing. It would be slow, but we could, we could make it. We will see during COVID-19 that uh, when we enter in this, in this digital world, in fact, this is a, a hybrid uh, event, we see that the, the citizens get used to a new way of doing things. And, and it was fine, and they do it very, very fast. So, so we can make it, but we can make it only if we change this sense of leadership. And I particularly stress that the leadership from the civil society, from bottom-up initiatives, and with that sense that SDG 5 is different from the rest, but need to be in, com in context with the rest of the goals. I will leave you my presentation and I invite you to leave your comments, your feedback and your ideas. Exchange is really a game changer to get into equality. Thanks so much. Hi to all. It's a privilege to be here in, once again, the Geneva Forum, especially because it's a forum that addresses sustainable development goals from the very essence that is the civil society. Exchange, debate, that is the way we are going through a process that is political and agreement by nations, not by the citizen, but impact directly on the citizens, especially for gender equality. Gender equality means that each nation will arrive to different results, focuses on the process and not on the results focuses on the journey and not on the destiny, that they will be different according to each nation. If we see the predictions, the predictions are quite not promising, I would rather say, as Middle East, the prediction to get into equality will be in 160 years, and Western Europe, almost 60 years. So there is no agenda 2030. So what are the solutions? Where relies the solution? And for that, in general, we see that investment. Investment became the axis to success on equality. Heavy investment. For example, recently we have UN women that have reached an agreement, different stakeholders on 40 billion. Also, heavy public policies, more institutions, and in general, presence of women more and systematically. That are the solution, and we all agree with that. But is that we really need that to get faster to the goal on equality? 
Let's explore the nations that are on the lowest rates on gender equality. That are Iran, Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, Yemen. All of that countries are not just about gender gap. It's not exactly that. That's my interpretation. It's, we need to see it in a context, a context where there is lack of in terms of education and health of economic prosperity. In the case of Afghanistan, we have, we have elements that make us be hopeful for the future. That is the 27% on parliament representation of women. 27% that is the same as US. Also, testimonies coming from the field tell us that a woman in Afghanistan that contributes with the household income is highly respected. So you see that we are going to close the gap easily, just because that culture is not condemned. Men, because equality is about women and men, sometimes we forget about that. Men are more condemned, are highly condemned than women if they don't bring income, they don't contribute to the house with income. So we see that in cultural aspects, we could address them, but we have to address them on a context. The context of a country that have, is heavily dependent on foreign aid. So it's very difficult in the case of Yemen, for example, with levels of poverty very, very high. It's very difficult that we could address gender gap isolated. And let me compare with Japan. Japan is totally the contrary, isn't it? It's in the top ranking on all, Human Freedom Index, Economic Prosperity, Health, Education. However, it doesn't reach the 10% on Parliament of Women, 10%. We see much less than in Afghanistan. Also, on the global ranking is in the 120 out of 156 countries. So we see that economic prosperity and investment is not exactly what we need, or at least it's not the only aspect. We need to see different elements from the society because that will be the, really the agent of change, the, the members of the society. And in Japan, there is a, an element that I think we need to take into account. That is the, right, the, the rights of longevity and the failure on birth rate. So that shapes a society in a very specific way, and the demands of that population will be completely different. So the data, it's really important to see it and to see what is the elements that we need to address. And for me, that is about the lenses that we see it. The ideological lenses that make a difference from the other SDG inequality, the ideological lenses, and not mean political, also religious, have to be taken into account very seriously because the results of this journey will be completely different. We need to honor what means globalization, and that means diversity, and that means SDG 5 Japan, SDG 5 Afghanistan, SDG 5 Spain. There's not one successful model but this one successful society have achieved their own goals of what means equality. That's why I started saying this is about setting principles and not setting rules. In the end, and this is 
to conclude my my conclude my idea this is about respecting national gender equality sovereignty thanks so much <laughs>